Hi there, and welcome to the Pearls from My Mom podcast. Every mom has special pearls of wisdom she passes on to her kids. In this podcast, we'll be talking about those pearls of wisdom, as well as the life lessons that our moms have passed down to us. We will be sharing to keep the legacy alive. Hello, hello, and welcome to Pearls from My Mom. I'm your host, Jessica Hott, and I am really happy and thankful that we have this guest here today. She she did something I can't even imagine doing, and it's put a lot of things into perspective for me. You know, I can't imagine growing up without my mother, and she spent a good portion of her life without hers, and she has taken the lemons that life has given her and absolutely turned it into lemonade. So what an inspiring story. I can't wait to hear it. Let's talk to Toy Relaford Penny, who is a holistic health and lifestyle coach for busy moms. Hi, Toy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is something quite different to talk about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's not... It's not something that people generally talk about on an, on an all-day, everyday basis, unless you're me, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm really happy that you're going to tell us about your mom. So why don't you jump into it? Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your mom? Okay, so uh, let's see here. My mom died when I was nine years old, and she died of lupus. Um, I, my understanding is that lupus um, sort of ran uh, in my family, so my grandfather died of it, my, my grandmother's husband, which is my mom's dad, and then I also have a cousin who died, she's one of my first cousins, and she died from it, um, I could say about five years ago, so it runs in my family, and um, there was, uh, I can say there's no knowledge of, of lupus um, a, a long time ago, back in the 80s and 90s. Um, and so nowadays people are living with it, um, a lot better and a lot easier, um, than they did back then. Um, let's see. So my mom died when I was nine, like I said earlier, which she honestly knew that she was going to die. Um, I had an older sister and, um, we were sort of, we weren't, we weren't raised together only because my mom was really sick, um, with, my, with my older sister. And so she um, raised her for a bit. And then when I came along, um, my sister went to stay with my God, with my grandmother. And then I stayed with my mom. But majority of the time I had godparents and I stayed with my godparents. So I didn't really, I mean, I was with my mom, but I really wasn't with her like all, all the time because she was really, you know, because she was sick. But I, from what I can remember, um, I remember um, her being sick and I remember me like having to be at the age of seven to like cook full course meals. Um, I remember having to go to the grocery store and um, go grocery shopping. I remember um, actually she taught me how to write a check and I remember writing the check for, um, for groceries and bringing it back home and um, or bringing the groceries back home and putting them away as well as starting to cook and prepare the meals. So I actually had to grow up a little, um, little bit uh, sooner than normal, um, if you would say. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, it sounds like, so um, well, can you tell me what your mom's name was? Her name was Sandra. 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 Um, oh. Yeah, Sandra. Okay, and um, how old was she when she passed away? 
So she was 30, almost 31 when she passed away. Gosh, that's yes, so, so young. young. So young. Um, and I just, uh, next month I'll be 36. So I'll be like, wow. You know, I'm like, wow. Uh, I thank God every day for allowing me to to make it, you know, pass. But I'm, I mean, 30, man, you're, you're even in, in, in your 20s, you know, you're still trying to find yourself and figure out. But in 30, when you hit 30, it's something about that special age of 30. And at 30, she lost her life. So um, it, that's something else. I, I think back on it and I'm like, wow, you know, it's, it's crazy. So, so like, yeah. I know like my son right now is nine. So I'm trying to think of him being the age that he is now. So how much do you remember of her? And was she always sick? Like, is that, is all of your memories of her? Or are they from her being sick? No, all of my memories from her is not always being sick. Um, she, she was very talented, very talented. Um, she sang a lot. Um, she, she sang in church a lot. Um, she was a seamstress. She was a nurse. Susan Beautician. I mean, she just had so many talents. And um, she modeled a lot. I mean, she just, I mean, she was very glamorous, um, very gorgeous, very um, laid back, but very um, motivated to, um, to, to make it something in life. Um, and as uh, from what I know, I look back at like her, um, I saw like a couple of magazines that she was in, newspaper articles, you know, just all that. And I look back and like, wow, like I took a lot. I took a lot from her because I love fashion. I, I have so many talents. I also love to sing. I mean, I, there's so many. Now, I'm not a nurse and I don't play the piano like she did, but um, I just I, I love fashion. I love, you know, I love so many things that she loved. So, yeah, it's like she passed it on. For sure. Well, you are in, you're in health. I mean, you're, you know, you yeah. work in holistic health. So that's, that's like being a nurse, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. So because you guys, you didn't have much time together, what was your relationship like with your mom? I love my mom. I love my mom so much. Um, I can remember, like I said, I was with my godparents for a lot of, um, a lot of the time. She wanted me to be more of in a, um, a um, married couple's life and so my godparents were um you know they were husband and wife and so I stayed there they helped me with homework and just all that stuff but I can recall on one particular time so here's where my life basically took a, a downfall so I remember telling my godmother that um I wanted to be adopted by her and and I was eight. I was eight years old. And what she told and what she told me was, you know, that's wonderful. But she was like, you know, don't try not to mention that to your mom because that would really hurt her feelings. And um and she would probably come and take you away. I remember her saying that. Well, I remember one day my mom called from the hospital and she said, and I told her I was disobedient and I told her I want to be adopted by Pearl. And no, no lie. She, I probably within the next hour, she came and got me. And I remember crying for days. I remember crying for like two or three days um, that she came and got me. And then the next thing you know, she asked me, did I want to go spend a night over my Uncle Vincent's house, which was her brother. And so I went, spent a night over there, and I ended up living there. So little did I know that there were things going on behind the scenes as far as like she was trying to work it out 
for me to live with somebody because she knew that she was going to pass away for me to live with somebody who had a two family home, you know, a two parent home. And, um, so she had arranged with my uncle Vincent and his wife that I go stay with them because she knew that she was going to pass away. Oh, that's so hard. And you know that kids say like whatever comes to their mind, you know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't, you had no idea it was going to be hurtful or you had no idea that, that she was, I mean, kids can't know that kind of thing. So that's really, exactly. Exactly. Oh, it was really tough. Oh, I can imagine. So a lot of the stuff that you know about her, did, do you have to have your family help you kind of piece together some things about her and her past or? So the thing is, um, I'm really trying to figure, as I get older, I'm sort of digging deep, deeper, and it's really me because I'm frustrated on my end because no one is really telling me anything. No one, no, like even my grandmother, um, I was actually, so I stayed with my uncle from, from nine all the way to 13, and then I moved with my grandmother at 13. Um, but before I stayed with, before, while I was staying with my uncle, he had this wife. And she was more of like a like a stepmother, like an evil stepmother. And so I just didn't, uh, I didn't really, uh, I didn't like staying there. But he was trying to keep my mom's wishes, and so he wanted to um, continue on raising me because that's what they, that's what she requested. So they legally adopted me. And so, um, so anyway, um, he he finally went ahead and let me go move with my grandmother at the age of thirteen. But even to this day, like no one really tells me anything. It's like a big secret. I don't know why. Um, and I know the older generation, all this stuff, they hide secrets. You know, they really, they're not really open about um, conversations that hurt. And so um, when I, when I ask, like no one really, no one really says anything. Now I do have uncles and they always tell me, boy, you are just like your mom. You are so, your mom was so different. Like she liked different type of clothes and she liked different... You are just like your mom. Everyone tells me that. But no one like really goes and dives in deep and, and tells me, you know, tell me like, you know, oh, you know, she did this or she did this. So I have to really find it out for myself. Um, That's must, that yeah. must be hard. I wonder if they're trying to protect you and they th- maybe they think if they talk about it, it's going to hurt you more. But I think it's hard to not know things. So I would think from your perspective, it'd be better to know the things. I think, and and so when I was with my uncle, uh, I'm sort of rewinding back, I'm jumping all over the place, sorry. But when I was with my uncle, I remember like one moment they said she was in the hospital. So I was like, oh, next moment, he's like, I need to talk to you. I remember being after after school. He's like, I need to talk to you. And I remember sitting down, we was outside, and I remember sitting down on the curb, and he said, your mom died. I didn't get to see her. I didn't get to nothing, like nothing. So like they, I I guess they were trying to protect me, but really, they really, you know, they hurt me. Like I didn't, nothing. Like no one tells me anything, nothing. That's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. So it's like, like I said, one moment, it's like she's sick. The next moment she died, you know, the next, and the next couple of days, I'm attending her funeral. So I'm just like, you know, I don't know. It was just like thrown at me, mm. you know. So I remember being at her funeral. And I remember, you know, crying my eyes out. And I remember like, you know, Lord, why is this happening to me? You know, I, I didn't I didn't quite understand. 
um, what was going on. I didn't, even to this day, like I said, I don't quite understand as far as on their behalf. Now I understand now because I'm an adult and I do understand that things happen for a reason and I don't understand. And I know, you know, God's will is God's will. So it could have been, you know, he took her for a reason for, you know, for my life, but who knows, who knows? Um, and only he knows, but it's so frustrating because like I said, it's just no one tells me anything. So I'm having to, I, I just um, signed up for Ancestry.com and, you know, I'm really trying to dig deep and find out who I am. On top of that, I didn't know my dad until my senior year in, in high school. So I, I, I lived basically without both parents, you know, I grew up without both parents. Um, and, and that was hard. That's hard. Yeah. Did you get like, I guess you might not have felt like you had a sense of where you came from, you know? Exactly. Still struggling to this day, trying to figure out where I came from. Like I said, I just did Ancestry.com and and without anyone telling me, like, like I said, like even my grandmother, she feels like, I guess it might be a hurtful thing. And so she feels as though she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't open those doors. She doesn't say anything. So if I asked, you know, she'd just be like, boy, your mother was a wonderful lady or whatever. She does she doesn't really go into detail and tell me really about her. Um, there was no things left of her. Everyone split up, split up all of her belongings and just all that stuff. Um, there was nothing. I, I remember getting social security when I was, um, when I was um, in school. And I remember that's how I got my first car at the age of 17. And, um, and so I, I remember that, but then it just stopped after that. So it's like, no one is just just have me lost just absolutely lost I can um, do you have anything of hers at all like a, like a trinket my godmother finally contacted me and um she I have pictures I have pictures now um of when I was a little girl I have pictures of me getting christened christened and my mom was holding my godparents hand they were praying and and like god and the pastor had me like up in the sky and i saw tears running down my mom's face like that gave me closure when i saw that picture it's actually about three months ago when i got that picture it gave me closure because i was like wow i was loved you know i was loved by my mom that showed me how deep her love was for me and and just from that picture, it, it just spoke it spoke volumes. Um, from that one piece of picture, that one little look to see those tears rolling down her face, that showed me that I was blessed. I was blessed. Oh, for sure. It's your story yeah. is heartbreaking. First of all, I mean, I think all yeah. the stories that get told here are heartbreaking. But I I feel like you might be the one whose mom died when they were the youngest that I've talked to so far. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my mom died when I was 35. So I was really lucky, lucky. I got to have her. She's, she's been gone for right. years now. So, um, I got to have her all through, you know, her guidance and all of that. And so right. how has that shaped you as a human being and as a woman, not having had her guidance, you know, physically with there, with you there? Well, let me tell you, um, I can honestly say I had some voids. My first child uh, was born when I was 17. I was 16 when I got pregnant with her and 17 when I had her. Um, So now she's 18, going on 19 next month. Um, I have a three-year-old. I got married about four years ago. And so we have have a three-year-old and I have a five-month-old. And all three of my babies are girls. Um, So 
honestly, right now, in, in, in this point in my life, I help other women in their lives, but I also need help in my life as well for because I'm seeking guidance and um, I guess because I didn't have that motherly role, you know, and so like to this day, I talk to a family therapist um, just so that I can, you know, um, get guidance from her or have someone that can listen to me because, you know, I juggle so many roles and just all this stuff that you don't have anybody really to, you know, that listens to you. Yeah, my husband is my husband, but you know how men are. They don't, you know, <laughs> they don't, they listen, but they don't listen. And then they don't, I, you know, I'm a deep diver, so they don't, he don't really dive deep. And so I really want to dive deep and figure out, you know, where sometimes the pain comes from or the emotions come from or whatever. And so, um, but I can say that um, there were some voids. There, there was definitely some voids. Um, growing up and no she did I didn't get any you know words of wisdom from her I didn't get no knowledge and I can say last year I stepped out on the line and and I normally don't do this but I stepped out on the line and I visited her gravesite for the very first time the very first time since I was nine years old and um wow it was uh, it was emotional because I'm not feeling, I, I haven't felt the pain until now, really. I can honestly say that. I have not felt the pain. Um, I think uh, maybe my teens, my 20s and all that was sort of survival, but it's, start, it's hit me now. It's hit me more than ever now. Um, and that's because of my role as a mom, you know, my role as a wife, my role as, you know, a business owner and so many different other roles it's starting to, it's starting to really take a toll on me now and so um like I said it was um I stepped out on the line and I visited her grave site for um for the very first time hadn't been there since that happened and uh when I got there she didn't even have a headstone she didn't even have a headstone so the guy sort of like guided me through the cemetery and he was like do you want me to put a flag there he put a flag where she was like an orange um where they do the electrics or something the electrical you know things in the ground he put the orange little flag there so that i'll know where her spot was she didn't have a headstone or anything does she have a headstone now no oh man do you want to get her headstone Yes, I was, I was, um, I really want to uh, look into getting her head some, yes. Oh my gosh. So it was, it's like, golly, like, I, I don't know. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's frustrating because the lack of knowledge <laughs> that my family even, I mean, they don't even want, no one even knows about lupus. No one knows like where it comes from. No one knows, like. It's just no one knows anything. To me, if something happens to me or somebody I love, I want to research and I want to figure out, you know, so nobody else won't get it. Or, you know, I want to figure out where this come from. Let's get to the root of the problem. That's just me. Let's get to the root of the problem. But it's like no one, no one's talking about anything. No one says anything. It's so secretive. And that's so frustrating to me. That is so frustrating. I've have I've talked to a few people where their families are kind of I guess it must it must be like well if we don't talk about it it's not real or like if we don't talk about it then we don't have to think about it exactly uh, and that's exactly. so like counter to what I think I I see a therapist as well and I advocate for therapy I the last episode I did was with a therapist and 
Um, I think it's so important. And I, I actually didn't really connect with my first therapist and I didn't know why. And then I, I got a second one and I figured out cause she's older and it's almost like, she's kind of like a mom figure to me now, exactly. you know, and exactly. I can run things by her. And I would imagine that that would be, you know, as you turn into a mom, especially at the age of 17, that must've been really yes. scary for you. It was. It was very scary. Who did you look scary. to for guidance? I mean, how did you? Okay. So I can say my grandmother was a very, she's a strong, she's a strong individual. In, individual. She's very strong. And um, I can say, other than talking about my mom and just all this stuff, that lady is a powerful lady. I mean, that lady, she's awesome. That was really my, um, that was like my motherly figure, you know? Uh, even to this day, my grandmother is like 75, but she, um, she looks, she looks like she in her forties, I promise. And, um, she works really hard. She's an entrepreneur. She's been an entrepreneur. So that's really where the work ethic comes from for me. She got married back in those days that, that was acceptable. She got married at 16. She has five, she had five children by her husband. So what she told me was, you know, I made it. At, at 16 and I know that you can make it too um so she supported me she helped me um not to mention my child's father's I mean my child yeah my child's father's parents they helped as well so I had a lot of support um growing up and so my grandmother actually she ran a daycare um and so that's who kept my child while I was um, in school so I made sure um, I graduated top of my class. I remember, you know, I remember going to tutoring in the summer. I was trying to get every piece of information, every piece of knowledge that I could. Um, and then I went on to, um, uh, okay, so I'm a backup. So um, I tried to go off to college and everybody was like, no, you got a kid. You can't go far away. You know, you need to stay close by. So I listened to everybody else and I stayed close by. So anyway, I went off to massage therapy school and um, got my license in that, started working at this place. And two years later, um, the lady propositioned me and asked me if I wanted to buy the business. So I was like, wow. So I knew that I wanted to become a business owner, but I didn't know that early so soon. So anyway, by the, by the age of 23, I had my first business. I was a business owner with uh, 20 employees and a whole a whole building, uh, lots of bills and all this stuff. And I was just like, wow. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So my first business, um, I owned a spa at the age of 23, sold it at the age of 30. So. Wow. Yeah. When people so, came to talk to you, were they ever like, is the owner here? And you're like, I yeah, am. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and what was crazy was I was younger than all of my staff. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, so everybody was like, wow, like it just just came out of nowhere. So I owned this business and was working hard and uh, was able to sell this business at the age of 30, 30, about to be 36 now next month. And I am on my second business and um, I was able to um, sell the business and and be free, you know, be free and profit from it. And um, I think I use work to um, fill that void, you know, I think. Um, and then another thing, like something that I discovered or something that my therapist and I discovered, she, we discovered that she said, you use abandonment with other people because you were abandoned 
you know, when you were a child. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, cause I, I'm sort of like a zero tolerance person. Like if you don't, you know, if you know, if you're not adding to my life, I sort of dismiss you. And I don't even have to tell you I dismiss you. I just, you know, I just leave or I don't call you or I don't answer your call. And I'm like, what? I don't know why. I'm like, why am I like that? But anyway, so I discovered that's sort of like a defense mechanism. For sure. Um, yeah, for myself. Oh, I think that makes um, total sense. You, I, like you, you had mentioned before, you thought that maybe you were kind of just surviving. You didn't really, I mean, I don't, you didn't have time to grieve probably. You probably didn't know didn't. how to grieve. Um, and that's why you said it's, it's hitting you so hard now, which totally makes sense to me. You know, now you have a, I mean, I know you're still running a business now, but you have a little bit of time to, to breathe and reflect and mid thirties are kind of funny. I'm, I'm 38. So like mid thirties are kind of funny cause you are kind of reflecting on where you've been and where you'd like to be. Exactly. And I think that, you know, you, you're probably just kind of mulling it all over now and it's, and that makes total sense why it's hitting you now. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Like, so, um, I can definitely say, um, like, like I told you before, didn't have, didn't know my dad, um, until my senior year in high school and then not, not having my mom around, uh, people have, you know, they failed. I don't know. I just, I can say that they failed. Um, and, and even like the therapist, <clears throat> excuse me, had said to me, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Your mom died. And it's not, it's not my fault. I, I constantly blamed myself. Like, well, you know, why is everybody, why did everybody leave? Why did everybody, even my godparents, I have no idea. They just stopped calling me after a while. They just, you know, everybody just stopped calling after a while. Um, after my mom left, it's like everybody died down. Their responsibilities was no more. I guess, um, and I, they knew that I was with my grandmother, so they just, I guess, let her tend to it or whatever, but, um, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, you know, I just constantly ask why, 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 and no one has answers, yeah. no one has answers. Yeah, I, I don't know that you'll ever get answers. <laughs> I, I probably won't, yeah. Not, not about why, I mean, I ask, you know, I think everybody kind of is like, why? I mean, it's a terrible thing to happen. So, but it sounds yeah. like you've really worked hard to, you know, make the best of it. There, there really, you could have gone either way. You, you could have turned into a total degenerate. You could have, you know what I mean? Like you could have really not made the best out of the situation, but it sounds like you really did. And I think that that's a true testament to the kind of person that you are. And hopefully, you know, people say you're just like your mom. So hopefully there's some of that in there for sure. Exactly. And I definitely want to say like one of, um, my my daughter, my oldest daughter, she asked me, like, she was like, man, if I had your life, I would be depressed. But just like you said, it could have gone either way. And one thing, I know you said you're going to ask me this later, but I think I want to say now, the one thing that I could definitely say to my mom is, I made it. I made it. Mm -hmm. Like, whoo, that's when you tears in my eyes. Like, I made it. Despite everything that happened, despite, you know, you gone, despite everybody, like, I made it. I still made it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You're a, you're a huge success story for sure. And that's all, yeah. that's all you, you know? <laughs> the nice thing is yeah. you can take all the credit for that, so. Exactly. And I can, say, I can honestly say the grace of God that kept me, kept me through, because just like you said, I could have went the other way. Mm -hmm. I could have, you know, I, I, I could have went so many different ways, but, um, but I made it. And so I'm grateful and I know that she'll be proud today. I know. And it's like, I constantly work hard right now to, 
um, to make her proud, to make her proud. I know that she'd be proud. I know that she would. Yeah. For sure. I know that she would. So it's interesting to me. Is there anything that you can do now to keep her memory alive for yourself or for your three girls? Because they never got to meet her. I mean, shoot, you're only nine. So like, how do yeah. you, how do you try to make her a part of your life or do you? I, I do. I talk about her a lot. Um, her birthday is in August, August the 16th. And so um, that's actually coming up. Um, I don't make like a big deal and celebrate my cake or whatever. But to me right now, it's more internally. Um, and like I said, last year was my first time visiting the gravesite. And I, and I am a believer that, I'm a believer that, you know, the dead, the dead, they can't really hear me. Um, so I don't really go and visit the site or whatever. But I know that her spirit, you know, lives on. And I know that she lives in me. Um, I, I definitely know that. And like I said, I definitely know that, um, that she would be proud. And um, all that I can do is I, I want to talk and educate m- to my girls about her. I don't really know much about her, but I do want to, you know, at least let them let them know her name or whatever. Or, you know, boy, you got hair just like your grandma Sandra or whatever, you know, because I, I do remember she had really long, beautiful hair. And so... Um, that's basically all I can do. I'm reading this book right now called Motherless Daughters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just started actually, and um, I was, I, I really love it. I'm, I'm getting a lot from it. Yeah, I'm getting a lot from it. Oh, for sure. That's why Hope Edelman, if, if um, I would imagine most people like it, it, you know, if they go seeking resources, that's probably the the first one that comes up. So I highly recommend that book. And there's a whole, they have a Facebook group that, I mean, there's a whole, really, yeah, there's a whole following along with it. So um, I think that's, and it, it's needed. It's funny. Cause like when my mom passed away, it was only three years ago, but I, I knew that I had friends whose moms had passed away, but nobody ever really talked about it. And so I kind of just felt alone. I I didn't feel like I, it's not something that you bring up to people. Cause usually if I say something, Oh, my mom passed away, you know, in, in conversation, people are like, Oh God. And you can just see their face. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Right, move away from this conversation. Right. But for me, you know, I like talking about it. Not, I mean, not the event of her death, although I have talked about it on the show before, but like, it just talking about her makes me feel like she's a part of her is still here with me. And it makes me feel like right. I'm keeping that legacy alive. I don't want, you know, I don't want her to fade away. And that's the whole reason I started the show. So. Right. Yeah. And I can say, man, the older I get, and like I said, this is sort of these two younger kids that I have, this is sort of my second win, my second, my chance. Cause you know, like I said, I was a teenage mom. So this is, you know, I'm actually, you know, married and, you know, we're, we plan these kids, you know, this day we're getting pregnant or both kids, you know, so that's quite different. And, um, and I can definitely say, boy, like, I don't take a mother's role lightly. Like I really don't, like I, I take parenting super serious and I don't take my role as a mother, um, lightly at all. Um, because it's such an important role. It's such an important role. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I really wanted to work with, with mothers, with busy, um, working moms, because man, we do so much and we lose ourselves, um, while we're doing that. And so, you know, I basically want to, you know, help you bring it back, you know, and, and, and understand that you are important too. Um, you are important first 
before your kids. And I think um, a lot of us lose that and we forget because we put our kids first and then um, and, and not ourselves. And I can say, I don't, I don't know my mom, my mom's financial history. I didn't know her, her medical history. I don't know, but I can honestly say if she had put herself first, maybe she'd be here today. Yeah. Who knows? That's, Um, um, it's interesting. Like you, you said it was lupus and I, I don't know, unfortunately, I don't know too much about it, but you did say it runs in your family. Mm -hmm. So is that from what I know? Okay. Yeah. Cause you, (laughs) you said they don't talk about it much. Um, is that something that you're concerned about for yourself or for your own daughters or, um, I, I think about it for my own daughters, but I constantly pray, girl, when I was, um, I, like I said, I just had a baby five, well, six months, you just turned six months yesterday. Aww. I had a baby <laughs> six months ago and, um, I constantly prayed and meditated over her in the womb. Um, and I, and I, I just believe that, you know, what's meant to be will happen. And if it gets here, you know, we'll have to deal with that then. But um, I constantly get checked and no one says, you know, you're good. You're good. You're good. Perfectly healthy. Um, no, I have never, I've never been sick, never had no illness, never had no surgery, never had anything. And, um, and it's the lifestyle that I, you know, that I, that I live. And so, and that's why I want to educate on lifestyle as well. But I think when, since losing my mom, I have made that vow to myself. Like I'm not, I, I've never in my life had a drink nor smoke. Like I've never, I just made a vow to myself that I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be healthy. You know, I'm not gonna do things and put things in my body that, that harms me. I'm just, I'm just not, you know, Yeah. because I love myself. Yeah. For sure. I was curious about that. Cause like you said, I mean, you lost her when you were so young, so I didn't know. Yeah kind of made you, I mean, and obviously you're in the health profession now. So I think that that makes total sense that, you know. Exactly. So I, yeah, I made that vow to myself. I would never, you know, I would never. And to this day, I'm 36 now, never had a drink in my life, never had a smoke in my life. So I, I, you know, I, I choose not to, I just, I just don't want to. But like I said, I don't know her situation. I don't know. I wish I did. I didn't know her situation. Um, I really wish I did. I really wish that, honestly, there was somebody like me to tell her, to show her the ways to eat while she was living with this. So, Because you can't teach what you don't know. So I understand they didn't know. So they, they couldn't teach her because she didn't know. Maybe financially they couldn't afford, you know, doctor or health. I don't know, you know. Um, so, you know, I do understand. I don't fault them for not knowing, you know, it's not their fault. They didn't know, but I'm just saying like now, like, come on now, if you know that your daughter died from her and your sister or your niece or whoever, she died from it, you know, get educated so that you won't, you know, or your kids won't or somebody won't else, you know, somebody else won't. Mm -hmm. So I think that baffles me, the ignorance that some people may have. For sure. Well, yeah. at the very least, you're you're breaking the cycle, so that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's what I want to do: break the cycle, break the chains. I think that's great. So the kind of the heart of the show is it's called Pearls from My Mom. So the idea is, you know, there has to be like a pearl of wisdom or something that you learned from your mom, and it it doesn't necessarily have to be like a phrase. You know, sometimes it is like if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, or something like that. Um, but you know, a lot of times it ends up just being a way of life. Now you know, she passed away when you were so young. So do you have a pearl of wisdom from your mom and, you know, something that you could 
say that helped shape you that, that came from her? I can honestly say motivation. Um, I feel as though I picked up where she left off. And I can say like, um, just to keep going, because her dreams were sort of cut off. They were cut off. And as I mentioned before, she was super talented. Um, but it wasn't um, um, supported. It wasn't really supported, mm. um, maybe by her family or whatever. It, it really wasn't supported, so she couldn't flourish it. So um, I can say motivation, have the motivation within yourself, have the love within yourself um, to just go after your dreams and do whatever that you want to do. If somebody says you can't do it, uh, yes, I can, and keep going. And just do it anyway until you achieve it. Keep going. No one says it's going to be easy because if it was, then everyone would be doing it. But um, just keep going. Keep going. I think that's great. That's a great. Those are great pearls of wisdom. I love it. Yeah. Now, I usually ask people about their grieving process. And I would imagine, you know, yours is, it's been like 27 years, I think. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe not so much in the beginning, but you're kind of just, like you said, rediscovering your, your grieving process right now. So how is it going for you? How is like, how are you feeling with it right now? Um, I, I, I think, um, from the, from the past, I sort of hard, I was hardened, you know, my emotions were sort of hardened. Um, maybe from, you know, going, um, having the, my child at an early age. So, you know, I got to survive there. Then going to a business owner. So I got to survive there. You know, bought my first home at 24, got to survive there. You know, just doing so much that I just kept myself really busy. And, uh, you know, now, and then five years ago, going into my second business, you know, just so much. And then marriage and, and kids and, you know, and just really keeping myself busy. But just like you said, I was able actually to sit down and just, you know, process it all. And, uh, you know, and now I can see, okay, um, this is where, you know, this is where the hurt is. But what I can say is it shows up and it manifests in different areas of, of my life. It could be my marriage. It could be being so hard in my parenting, um, or being so hard on myself, you know, um, cause I'm very hard on myself. Um, but it, it, it just manifests in so many different ways. Um, and you have to be aware of yourself in order to, to, to bring it out and, and to acknowledge it like, Oh, you know, that's where that's coming from. You know, so I can definitely say it, it has hardened me some, uh, and I'm soft in areas. And I think, like, now I, I can see, like, I don't really have that motherly, like, oh, come I, I do with my baby, but once they get, like, you know, I don't know, three, four, and five, it's like, hey, go do it on your own, or, you know, whatever. Now I'll come and assist or something, but I, that motherly, like, that softness, like, come here, baby, you know. I don't have that. <laughs> and so like, I'm wanting, I'm yearning for that. I want that, you know? And even to this day, like I can say, um, also, I, I, I was just telling my nanny, like, man, there's no grandmas left where you can drive to the country and, you know, go sit in their lab and eat some food. They cook you some good food and they rub your hair. Like that's not left. So I yearn for that type of stuff. I yearn for older people. And maybe that's, you know, I know that's, I know for a fact that's where that comes from. Like I yearn for like somebody in their 80s or 90s to tell me history or to tell me, 
you know, tell me something. So I even thought about, I'm going to go to a nursing home and just find me a friend or something. I don't know, to just, just go talk to and get some knowledge from. You know, I that's so interesting because I, I still have my grandma, but she lives in the States. I live in Canada, so it's not, okay. not super easy to connect with her. Um, but I do, I teach classes in nursing homes and you absolutely really? should go connect. And first of all, they would love it. Um, and you can even bring your baby and then they would just eat that right up. Oh, <laughs> right. All over you. Um, but yeah, if you start asking them, you know, just questions, it, it's amazing. They light up and they say things like, oh, you know, they talk about when they were raising their own kids and how life was for them. And it, I mean, it's just, it's super duper interesting. I totally encourage you. I know that you're already busy with everything else to do. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. It, it's yeah. really, it's really neat. Contact your, anybody out there that's looking for a connection, contact your local nursing home and uh, see if you can spend some time volunteering there. It's, it will warm your heart. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it because that's why I said, I, I feel that like I yearn for that. And it's like nobody around. My grandmother, even though she's not older, I mean, she's not that old. I mean, I mean she's 75, but she's more of these new school grandparents <laughs> where she don't really, you know, stay at home and cook. She works a lot. You know, she on the go, like, all the time. She never answers her phone. She's that type of grandma. And you're like, golly, answer your phone, you know. And she's like, child, I'm too busy to answer my phone. You know, she's one of those types. So it's like, I don't, I don't really have that where you just sit down and just in somebody's lap and caress your, you know, put your head in their lap and they caress you and just all that. You know, you know I don't really have that. Yeah. So yeah. That makes sense. Go to, go to a nursing home. I think it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you mentioned in your grieving process, you had a lot of really great words and you're actually a health coach. So do you have any advice for people that maybe we're in your situation, you know, maybe they lost their mom a while ago and they haven't really, you know, they've, they got hard into it. They didn't really deal with it or any, anybody, just anybody going through the grieving process. Do you have any advice for them? Um, allow yourself to grieve for one, you know, I know everyone has, has their outs, um, but just allow, allow yourself um, to sit there and sit in the moment and, and to feel the pain so that you can heal from the pain. Um, there's no way that you can um, heal the pain if you don't feel it, you know? So you gotta sit there and feel it so that you can deal with it, so that you can heal it. So I always, I, like I tell my clients, feel, deal, heal. Mm -hmm. Like that, like there's, if you don't feel it, you can't deal with it and it can't heal. So sit there and, and just feel it, feel the pain and, um, and then deal with the pain, you know, sit there and deal with the pain and then find some help if you need to reach out so that you can um, heal the pain and keep moving. Um, I know that if you lose a parent, uh, whether it's your mom or your dad, um, know that they, I'm sure they loved you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sure that they loved you. So um, do something that will make them proud, you know, yeah, go out and do something to make them proud. And um, don't harm yourself. Don't harm yourself. Don't. I, I know some people, you know, they just feel like, oh, I can't live on. I can't, you know. My oldest daughter told me that. If something that was ever to happen to you, she told me that all the time. I don't think I can. I don't think I can make it. And I'm like, no, you can. You can. Choose to, you know. Choose to. Because we all aren't promised to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we aren't. So um, at some point, we're going to leave you know, at some point. So we're, we're put here to make an impact and leave. Um, 
and we were all put here. What whatever type of impact that that you leave, or whatever type of uh, agenda that you were meant to do, do that agenda, and then leave a legacy. So um, I had let me see a couple. Of, I think it was a couple months ago. I have a cousin who his wife. She's actually thirty four. They have four children, and she passed away of cancer. Oh my god! And yeah, and she's like thirty four, and. So so they, their oldest daughter was 10. And I can definitely say, boy, like I just start crying for the girl because I'm like, you know, they had three girls and one boy. The boy was the youngest. And um, I actually reached out to her dad and said, just talk to her, please. Don't leave her in the dark. Educate her, please, about her mom. Educate her about what happened. You know, just please educate them because it's not fair. Like I'm still dealing with that. It, it's not fair to leave them in the dark. And I know that you're probably trying to protect them, but you're really hurting them because mm-hmm. they really hurt me instead of protecting me. So um, I can honestly say that if you know someone that's going through her, if you know somebody who has a young child and they have lost their parent, um, talk to them and educate them, reach out, spend some time with them, go pick them up, do their hair, whatever, you know, take them to eat. Um, you know, take them and pick up a snow cone or ice cream or a lollipop, whatever it is, and just talk to them and educate them on what happened. It may hurt for that moment, but then they'll love you later on. I think that's great. I think it's, I think it's really amazing that you could do that for that family. And that, you know, I'm sure that that little girl, if, you know, the family does talk with her, she'll, you know, I'm sure she'll end up being in a a good headspace about it. So that's, that's really good that you could do that. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So we kind of, I feel like we've talked about, you know, all kinds of good things. You, I know that you said that you believe that she's just gone, right? Like, so do you think that her spirit like visits or anything like that? I usually ask that question. Just, so. um, I do believe sometimes in dreams I do, um, you know, I, I have, you know, dreams about her. Or whatever. I, I can remember now, this is probably a horror story, but I can remember, I don't know why I had this dream when she first, first died and I was nine, I had a dream that we was, um, I was walking through some apartments or some, I don't know, I was just walking down the way to apartments and um, she was in a rocking chair. Like she was rocking back and forth. The door was open to the apartment and it was to my left side and I looked in there and she was rocking in a rocking chair. And she was like, come here toy, you know, come here. And then I came to her and her face was all decaying and everything. And I was crying, I remember crying. And, um, her nails was very long and everything and she just kept rocking and then she looked at me and she just said I love you you know I love you but that's the dream like I was I was I'm telling you I was nine but I still remember that to this day I still remember that to this day um I can see how you would remember that <laughs> it seems yeah. like it stick out but I mean that's interesting maybe and you know I'm not a dream interpreter although I do want to interview one on the show so if anybody's a dream but I mean maybe maybe that was like your fear personified you know like her decaying and and that was your fear and you know I I kind of like to believe that when my mom comes to me in a dream it's actually her spirit coming to me in a dream that's just my you know that's the thing that I believe and you know maybe that was her just comforting your fear like so even though like yes this is true I am gone but like I do love you. And maybe that was her, her comfort. Right. Right. And I do know, like I said, I do know that things were put in place. So that lets me know she was, you know, she, she really tried to look out for me. Um, There was a church that we went to when I was little. 
um, I forgot to mention this, but there was a church that I went to that when we was little or whatever, and um, oh, when I was little, and I visited um, about a year ago, and there were some members that remembered me when I was little, like even the past, everybody, like there's a lot of people that remember me. I was like, boy, your mother was, this. you know, they were really telling me stuff. But it was two people who came to me and was like, your mother wanted us to take care of you. Like, she asked us to take care of you while you were, while she was, you know, because she knew that she was going to be gone. And I was like, wow, she was really trying to reach out to, you know, to a lot of people trying to find, you know, a proper place. But both of them turned her down and said, uh, no, because they didn't want to take me away from uh, my family. Um, and so, and then I, my godmother gave me some report cards that I had when I was little. And when I looked in the report card, I guess, um, she had put all the little notes or what extra, you know, stuff in there, but I was looking and I saw that, um, I guess I was with at mom at, at church with my mom and I saw her handwriting. Like I saw, um, she wrote, she was writing down scriptures as the pastor was talking or whatever. But she wrote down, you know, a couple of scriptures. So it was great, and it was it was great to see her handwriting. I felt as though I was in her presence, you know. That's amazing. And yeah, it was it was just really. It's like she's a celebrity to me at this moment because you're constantly trying to find answers. I'm constantly trying to be with her, and you know, no one answers, no one, you know. But it's like you got to go on your faith. You got to go on your hope. You gotta, you know, you just have to continue to dream. I love it when little stuff like that pops up. And it's so funny that you could wreck it. Like, did you know it was her handwriting before? Anybody? Oh, I knew. That's it so was funny. Her yeah, it was her signature. I guess, I don't know. I was drawing and trying, you know, our kids, you know, do stuff. And we, mm-hmm. You know, the parents like, sit down, sit down. <laughs> you know, so you doing stuff at, at church, you know, I was drawing or whatever. And I wrote like, I love you, mommy, or whatever. But I saw her scripture writing on, you know, on the side. So, you know, it's just like, wow, you know handwriting you know it was it was so beautiful I was like wow I love that I actually yeah. have my mom's handwriting tattooed on my on my foot my sister has it on her arm so oh really yeah it's, it's there's something wow. so special about your mom's handwriting I, I totally yeah totally know what you mean yeah that's neat so like a lot of times I ask people if they have regrets and I feel like there's a lot in this case because there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that you don't know um, but the biggest thing that you said to me this whole entire time in the interview is about her headstone. So like mm-hmm. you said, you, you visited her grave for the first time in 26 years and, and she didn't have a headstone. Do you know why she didn't have, like, do you know why her family? I have no idea. I I don't know if they couldn't afford it or, you know, no one to this day, like no one tells me anything. So I have no idea why, but you know what, I'm going to look into it and, um, and I'm going to invest in and do it myself. I think you should. I think, I mean, yeah, yeah like I'm, <laughs> it's easy for me to say what I think everybody else should. But I mean, if that's, my mom didn't, she doesn't have a grave. She chose not, she chose not to do that. So I don't have anywhere that I can visit. And like you said, it's not something that you do. Um, but I kind of wish I had some place to visit. And, you know, if I, if I could just sit there and, kind of reflect on it for a little bit. So I hope that that's something that you do. If it's a, you know, like, I don't know, if, if you got to start a GoFundMe or something, you just let me know. I'd totally contribute to that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, want, I want people to know where your mom is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I think we've, we've kind of wrapped it up. We've talked a really a whole lot about your, your mom and, and really a lot about what 
how it shaped you. And, you know, especially since you didn't have her for that long, you, you weren't lucky like that. So right. it shaped you into a business owner. So do you have any projects or anything that you're working on that like the people at large might want to know about? Um, I have a lot of projects right now, but I cur- I'm currently working on uh, an e-course that I'm finishing up, and it's called Four Weeks to a Simple Healthy Kitchen, and um, it's an e-course basically to help you um, have a healthy kitchen to, to actually add, not really taking away what you have, but adding um, adding in the good things so that you can um, make meals that are healthy simple and quick um, because I know a lot of moms are really busy and they don't have time to cook and if they do cook um, it's junky or um, <laughs> or they go to the drive-thru or something like that so um, I have this e-course I also have a freebie on my website seven must have basics um, for healthy meal planning and it's the uh, basic ingredients that you need to have a healthy kitchen so, sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so all the ingredients that you need in your kitchen at all times, so you don't have to make multiple trips to the grocery store, you don't have to um, make several trips through the drive-thru, and um, you don't have to throw, throw together that unhealthy meal that um, you don't want to cook. For so sure. yeah. Um, so yeah, seven must have basics for healthy meal planning, and that's on my website as well. That sounds amazing. So tell us what is, so tell everybody what your website is. So my website is uh, so7health.com, that's S-O, the number seven, health.com, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And of course, I'm Toy Relator Penny, and uh, you can always email me, call me, chat with me, whatever you would like to do. I'm here. That's amazing. Well, I think that people are going to listen to your story, and I think that they are going to take a lot of inspiration from you because you are absolutely a true, I mean, you're really a self-made human being, you know, and you're an amazing human being at that. So thank you. I think people are going to listen to this, and I think people are going to want to contact you and and, uh, get a hold of your e-course that that you've got coming out and your freebie for sure. That sounds awesome, by the way. Yes. Yes. Yay. <laughs> All right. Super. Well, I've really enjoyed talking with you and I'm so happy you came on here. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Toy is just an inspirational, amazing lady. And I'm so thankful that she came on and told her story and her mom's story. I really hope you enjoyed it as well. And go ahead and check out her website. I'll link it all in the show notes, of course. But if you want to check it out right now, you can go to S, S like in Sam. So it's so the number seven health.com. Let me give that to you one more time. It's so seven health.com and check out all of the things that she's doing on there to help busy moms keep their lives in check or get their lives in check as I need to do with mine. And of course, I would love it if you would come and interact with me on any one of the social media platforms. So I've got a Facebook page, a Facebook group. Instagram, Twitter. I even have a Snapchat. So if you want to put on one of those silly cat filters and chat with me there, I would love to hear what you're thinking about the show, hear if you have any ideas, hear if you have any memories of your moms or mom or anything that you want to chat with me about. I am down. So come on over and do that. And if you get a chance and you're liking the show, please do give us a nice review on iTunes or whatever platform it is that you're using. You can even review us on the Facebook page. And by doing that, you're just letting people know that this is an awesome podcast and that they should listen to it too. I'll be back in a week or two with another amazing guest. So definitely make sure to tune in for that. And until then, I hope you all 
enjoy yourselves, and of course, keep on sharing to keep the legacy alive.